Good morning. It's DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. So the Utah Jazz do it again. They beat the Boston Celtics. Brace yourselves for some outrageous numbers. The Jazz have won five in a row. They've won 16 out of 17. They have a 20-5 and five record, which matches the best 25-game start in franchise history. The 1997 team did it on the way to their uh, first NBA Finals. The Jazz look really good. And they beat the Celtics, and you know both teams were down a guy, so that, that's kind of a wash. You shouldn't have your whole team at this point anyway. Donovan Mitchell, 36 points, 9 assists. Uh, <laughs> it's just outrageous, man. They took the Celtics apart. The Jazz were up by one at the half, had a really good third quarter. Celtics could not stop them. No matter what the Jazz did, the ball was going in the hoop. If they had to shoot threes, they made them. If they had to attack inside, they made them. Uh, as Joe Ingles will talk about in the postgame, every time they looked up, like at least two, maybe three of the four quarters, they're in the bonus early and they're hitting free throws. Everything worked. The Jazz had a 42-point quarter. Outscored Boston 42-32. It was 90-79 to going to the fourth quarter. And the Jazz pushed the lead up. They are up 13, maybe got back higher than that. And Boston made a run because that's what happens in the NBA. If you're a good team and you're battling, even if you don't win, you ought to make a run. And Boston did, and they got it down to a four-point game at 99-95 and there's about seven minutes to go. And if you were a Jazz fan and you were white knuckling, I can't blame you. But they answered the bell, traded some moves for a while, and then around the three or four minute mark started to make a run of their own and pulled away and won 122-108. to and the key plays down the stretch, Donovan got the ball in transition, and he pushed it. And he, he went down the right side of the lane, and he took two defenders with him, and they just were not going to let him hit his Euro step-through acrobatic move. But he drove those two guys pretty deep in the paint, stopped on a dime, pivoted 180 degrees. Joe Ingles was trailing, and there was nobody else on that side of the floor. He shoveled the floor. He shoveled the ball to Joe. Joe hit a three, and 3,902 people, minus view, Celtic fans, erupted. You know, it just felt like, oh, that's the hoop. That's the hoop the Jazz needed. It put him up seven. And after that, Donovan hit two big threes. One of them was really deep. One, he had a defender falling down, and he stopped on a diamond score. He may have stepped on the guy's shoe, so that may be what happened there, but whatever. It looked good on tape, regardless of the details. And uh, the Jazz win, 122-108. They turned the Celtics back. So... The win streak continues. The Jazz look great. Shaq had to come on the post-game show and say, you're welcome, Utah. I challenged him, and he stepped up. Actually, his numbers were remarkably similar in the two TNT games. I guess the one difference is that now with Conley out, they really need it from him. You know, PK and I were talking about this yesterday. Is he going to have a big game? And we both said yes. And if I had said no, or I don't know, PK would have ripped my head off, man. <laughs> I would have, I would have lost that argument. I would have had all the jersey, all his jerseyness turned loose on me. But there, I think there's three things. One, he's a pretty good player, so he's usually going to have a pretty good stat line, right? That's what happens when you're one of the better players in the league. Uh, two, Conley's out, so he knows he's got to be on the margin for error. When you lose a key guy, the other guys have to be better. The margin for error, you know, isn't that good? He went for 36. Joe Ingles went for 24. No accident. Conley was out. Joe said, I got to score more, right? I got to t- pick up the load here. Gobert was very efficient. 18 points, made eight of his nine shots. There are times they throw lobs to him and he's not open. There are times that he is open and he doesn't catch it. Uh, there are times that he moves too slowly and brings the ball down and gets fouled. None of that's happened. He was very efficient. 
the, the times they threw the ball to him, he was open. He caught it, and he dunked in a hurry before he got fouled. He only shot three free throws in the game. He was 8-9 from the floor, 18 points, 12 rebounds. Uh, Bogey hit some shots. He had 16 points. Clarkson had 13, and, and the Jazz get the win. On a night, they didn't shoot the three great, 37.5%. They still shot a lot of them, 48 threes. They're 18 of 48. And if you look, where's the advantage for the Jazz in the box score? Well, you know, it, the, both teams took about the same amount of shots. The Jazz took 84 and the Celtics took 86. Uh, they shot pretty similar um, pretty similar percentages, but the Jazz shot a lot more three-pointers, and they picked up some points at the line. Free throws were pretty similar. Jazz were 24 of 27. Celtics were 19 of 23. Um, but the Celtics only took 29 three-pointers, and the Jazz took 48 of them. So... Jazz get the win. And now they get a couple days off, which when you've been on a plane, you know, they've basically been playing or flying uh, for so many days now, and it is going to wear you down. Even though you're back home, you know, you you still haven't had a lot of rest time. I think they probably did get their flight in on Sunday after the game. So, you know, they did have a one Monday, at one, Monday one down day to get ready for this. And now they're going to have a couple days off here, Wednesday and Thursday. Um, before they play again Friday. they got a back-to-back Friday and Saturday to look forward to. But right now they can bask in this start. Uh, they're winning 80% of their games. And when you're doing that, over the course of full 82-game season, you win 66 games. <laughs> 66. A 60-win team is an excellent team. 66, that would be a club record that's off the charts. Now, maybe they can't sustain this 20-5 and five pace. So, uh, you know, the schedule is going to get really interesting here. They beat Boston. They got the top two teams in the East still coming in here in the next week or so with Milwaukee and Philadelphia. They also have Miami coming in, who's not, it hasn't been going well this year. They haven't had their guys. They've been missing Butler. They've been missing Dragic. They've missed some other guys at times, too. Um, but they, you know, they did go to the finals last year. So we'll see how healthy they are when they come through town. Uh, and then they got the three games with the L.A. teams coming up. So six of their, uh, counting the Boston games, six of the eight teams, it was three of the top four in the West and three games against top three teams in the West. So tough stretch here. It's as tough a stretch as you're going to get in the regular season. It's not the same as the playoffs because you're not playing the same team and adjusting to the other team's adjustments and all that. Uh, but in the regular season, it's the best look you're going to get. you got a lot of teams that not only should be in the playoffs, you got a lot of opponents here who should win playoff series and be in the second round of the playoffs. So if they roll through this, and the Celtics are kind of on the low end of that group. Um, you know, it's a 12-11 and 11 team, but that does make you fourth in the East, and they may win a playoff series. So, Jazz get the win. All right, when we come back, a guy who works in Boston, his opinion on the team and where they sit, and then the best of the post-game show. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. We had John Corrales on. Uh, he does the, uh, he's on the Locked On Podcast Network, uh, does the Celtic podcast, Locked On Celtics. And uh, I don't want to play the whole interview for you. I just want to play a part of the interview here. Um, he gets asked here about, uh, you know, an out-of-town guy, but you cover the league pretty closely. What do you think of the Jazz? Where do they stack up? How good are they really? Here's his response. I would still 
put the Lakers as the favorite because they've got LeBron and Anthony Davis. And that, that to me, kind of trumps as far as on paper what the Jazz have by a little bit. But that's not to say that if it was a Western Conference Finals, Lakers-Jazz, like, yeah, Lakers would be favored, but that would be, in my opinion, a seven-game series. And it, it may depend on whether the Jazz could get home court. And, and have that seventh game in altitude, you know, at home. And if, if fans are going to be in there, then that adds another element too. So the, the Utah Jazz, for sure, I think, are, are in that list of contenders. They have to be taken seriously. Um, I, I think the change in style where they've been shooting uh, so many threes and making so many threes, I looked at the numbers. The first year of Quinn Snyder's uh, – the first year of Quinn Snyder in Utah, they took 21.7 threes per game. They're now up to 42.1, so they've doubled the, the amount of threes. That's a significant stylistic change in, in what the Jazz are doing. And because he's looking at his personnel and he's looking at what these, these, these guys can do well, and he says, hey, we're going we're gonna to start shooting these threes. You're shooting them efficiently. And you've got Mike Conley playing great basketball, meshing very well with Rudy Gobert. And I think Royce O'Neal is, is – one of the most important unheralded players in the league. I mean, he's doing so much. And I think Royce O'Neal allows the Jazz to win games when one of the other stars, like a Donovan Mitchell, isn't shooting well. If he's having an off night, a guy like Royce O'Neal comes in and does enough to help the team win. So they're very well constructed. They're very well coached. They're disciplined. They know who they are. Uh, those are all factors, uh, and obviously they've got the high-end talent. But those are all factors that go into a championship team. So the Utah Jazz winning it all this year would not be surprising. There's John Corrales. There's a guy sitting in Boston with no apparent tie to Utah, but uh, he thinks they're the real deal. You know, and if you're if you're sitting here now and you're looking at the NBA and you say the Lakers are the favorites, okay. That, that's a legit argument to stake out. They're defending champs. They got the second best record in the league. They got LeBron, who, when he's healthy, goes to the finals every year. So, if you want to make them the favorites, I got no beef with you. You know, that's, that's a legit take. But then tell me where you stack the Jazz up. Who are the contenders? You better say Jazz. <laughs> you know, if you want to say Jazz Clippers and whoever comes out of the East, I mean, that's how I see it. If you want to make Lakers a favorite and the contenders are Jazz, Clippers, and whoever comes out of the East, I think you're spot on. You know, the Lakers pull it off. We've got a long way to go here. Um, we've got to see who's healthy and, and see if there are any, you know, trades or if there's any, um, you know, buyouts and acquisitions and, and know exactly what the rosters are going to look like when we get to the playoffs. But right now, Lakers are the favorites and the Jazz, the Clippers, and whoever comes out of the East are the, are the contenders. I think that's pretty good. I think that's a, a pretty good analysis of where we sit in the NBA 25 games in. But the Jazz are a game in front of the Lakers in the standings now and on an unbelievable roll. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, the best of the Jazz postgame show. That's coming up next. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. 
Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Utah Jazz have done it again. They've beaten the Boston Celtics. They've won their fifth in a row. They've won 16 out of 17. They matched the best start in club history at 20 and 5. And they're on pace to win 66 games. <laughs> well, in an 82-game season. This is going to be a 72-game season. Maybe it'll be a 70-game season. We'll see how it plays out. But uh, if this were an 82-game season... Uh, the pace they're going would yield 66 wins. This is an excellent basketball team. Now, not every team on that pace wins the championship, but man, it puts you in the conversation, that's for sure. And that was a good win for the Jazz over the Celtics. So, what do the players think about it? Does Donovan Mitchell think he's an MVP? There's a question coming up to Donovan Mitchell. you got to phrase it carefully so he'll answer, and even laughed. I see what you're doing. Okay, that was pretty good. Um, and to Rudy, uh, you know, the thing you'll notice on this, there's a lot of national media in this. USA Today... Um, ESPN, yeah, people are paying attention. You got the best record. You beat the Celtics. You're 25 games in. Uh, that national respect that a lot of jazz fans crave, it's coming. You'll hear it here in the best of the postgame show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's your Jazz recap here on DJ and PK on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Utah Jazz have now won 16 out of their last 17 ball games. They beat the Boston Celtics last night on TNT, 122-108. to 108. The Jazz had an absolute offensive explosion in the second half. They ended up uh, finishing the game with their highest offensive rating of the year. Boston threw a number of different uh, difficult defenses at the Utah Jazz and nothing seemed to really have any effect in the second half as they pulled away in the fourth quarter and looked just terrific doing so. Donovan Mitchell, 36 points, 9 assists, 4 rebounds. Joe Ingles was great, 24 points, 6 assists. Rudy Gobert, 18 points, 12 rebounds, and 3 block shots as uh, the Jazz faced a good Boston Celtic team and ended up uh, coming away with a 122-108 win. Let's start things off on uh, your postgame sound with jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Okay, we'll start with Tony Jones, the athletic. Coach, um, Donovan is like just really blossoming um, you know, in the last in the last couple of weeks and, and tonight he just kind of took Tony, over. I couldn't, who, who was who's blossoming, you said? I said Donovan's really blossoming in the game the last couple of weeks and he's kind of really taking over. What's he doing right out there and what does it mean for you guys long term? Well, we're not worried about long-term right now. Um, we're worried about, you know, each game. And that's one of the things Donovan's been – he's been locked in, you know, possession by possession. Um, you know, I think his efficiency in pick and roll is something he, he takes great pride in. Um, you know, I thought, you know, his ability to get people involved and, you know, and then pick his spots, you know, particularly when he fills the game and not forcing himself on the game. So, um, you know, he, his Donovan, you know, I think like our team, you know, he just wants to get better and, you know, he's not going to be satisfied and, you know, improvement, you know, we've talked about it. It's, it's not linear, you know, and you, you go through things, especially, I think we forget sometimes that he's such a young player um, because really from his rookie year, he's been asked to do so much so you know you put yourself in that situation and um, you know you hold yourself accountable as much as anything and you know that's what he's done and you know you see it on the defensive end too I told him that before the game you know his presence defending is also something he's taken pride in so I thought maybe a signature play in the game frankly um, late they, they switched um, you know 
small, small pick and roll and Rudy sprinted up from the baseline and got a good clean screen and Donovan rose up and hit a three. So, you know, those two guys being connected, um, you know, it's something I know the two of them, you know, take pride in and it's a big thing for our team. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Quinn, you guys have been uh, pretty excellent in third quarters all season long. And tonight, again, you put in 42 points on efficient shooting. What's kind of been the secret to coming out and, and being able to kind of turn it up so effectively after halftime? Well, I, I think, you know, our guys, you know, they talk to each other and, you know, whether it's a, you know, an adjustment, you know, a general adjustment with the team, but more importantly, um, they, they're figuring stuff out amongst themselves and those tiny things that they recognize and do, um, you know, is something that, that I think helps us. And more than anything, I just think there's a pride in, in our level of focus. And, you know, that's something that, that, that you've seen, um, you know, as much as the third quarter, I thought the way we, we started the game tonight, they were six for seven out of the gate. We had a couple breakdowns and we just didn't let that impact us. We, we, we started defending better. And that, that's, that's the biggest key. We've come out and guarded either at the beginning of the game or the beginning of the third quarter tonight. We didn't do it at the beginning of the game, but we did it in the third quarter. And, you know, I thought we, the only thing we, we, we fouled too much, but other than that, I thought we really kept our poise. Ben Anderson, KSLsports.com. Quinn, what did you see from Mie and his defense specifically? Well, he just works, you know. It's it's something, whether it's two minutes or three minutes or ten minutes, um, you know, Mie's taking pride in, you know, what he can do to help us win. And oftentimes that's taking a matchup. Um, you know, he's made some great plays on the offensive glass. You know, I thought George as well. Um, you know, sometimes rebounding is just, you know, is, is will. And uh, those types of plays, particularly from Mie, you know, give us a big lift. And we got a few second chance points tonight um, and that was really good to see Mark Medina USA Today Hey Quinn um, where have you seen uh, continuity go into play in the early success of the season I mean given the unique circumstances of this whole year well, you know, we've had a different, a different path in that, um, you know, we had a, a really a new team last year and trying to figure out, you know, the way that we wanted to play, how we wanted to play together, different combinations. And then, you know, Mike was out for a little bit. We just, we traded for Jordan, um, you know, and then the, the COVID situation hit and, and we lost Boyan. So um, there, the continuity is something that our guys, I think, have committed to as much as it is if you you look at our, our our roster there's some key guys that have played together for a few years um but whether it's Boyan coming back this year you know jc's taking great pride in this defense i, I think the continuity as much as anything is you know th this team wanting to develop an identity um you know that we can run and, and take our shots but that we can also defend and that's to me where the continuity shows up more than anything is uh, on the defensive end and obviously you know the identity of this group is has evolved and hopefully will continue to last question tim bontemps espn 
Hey, Quinn, sort of along those lines, uh, I know, like you said, you're a guy that always is focused on kind of what the day that's in front of you. Um, but as you're in the middle of a run like this that you're in and you're kind of seeing what your team is doing on a day-to-day basis, how, how does it feel to be able to see that identity kind of coming together as it is now and translating the way it is on the court on a daily basis? Well, you know, anytime you see a team kind of mold itself, um, you know, for the players and the coaches, that's that's a gratifying, you know, whether you're winning or losing, um, you know, a team that collectively tries to play a certain way and is committed to that. And I think that's that's what we have. And it's a group that isn't, you know, concerned with our record, our win streak. Obviously, we want to win, um, but I, I think – the focus is, is really squarely on, on getting better. And, um, you know, it's a challenge to do that um, when you're playing well, but there's always room, you know, to improve. And I, I think these guys have really internalized that. There you go. That's Coach Schneider after his team won their 16th out of the last 17th ball, uh, ball game, beating the Boston Celtics 122-108. to Let's get started with players. Let's start out with Rudy Gobert. Hey, Rudy. We'll get started with Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Rudy. So obviously with uh, Mike out injured these last couple of games, you guys have had to change things up a bit. What have you seen specifically from Donovan during that time to kind of step things up and, you know, take on a little more than he normally might have to? Uh, It's been great, you know, the last few games, uh, especially controlling the pace, uh, you know, and uh, fulfill the point guard role that, you know, we miss when Mike is out and, uh, you know, him and Joe, you know, obviously have more and more responsibility when Mike is out and uh, they've been great. Tony Jones, The Athletic. What have you seen um, out of Donovan that that's, you know, improved uh, this year uh, as opposed to the three years that the, the previous three years that you played with him? Uh, decision making. You know, I think he's uh, really able to understand the tempo of the game, you know, and uh, be able to, you know, find his teammates. And, uh, you know, I think he improved every single year. But this year is really, you know, the the, the year where I feel like, you know, he's been, he's, especially the last few weeks, you know, he's been at his best. And, uh, you know, and when he does that, the team just takes, just goes to another level. Chris and Kenny, Just TV. Mike Conley was saying the next step with this group is to be able to close games. What are you seeing as far as that? And what do you think about the amount of closers that you have on your team? I think our mindset has been great, you know, uh, be able to lock in even more in the, in the, when it matters, you know, especially at the end of the games. Um, I think it's collectively, you know, you know, communication, uh, physicality, and understanding the the momentum of the game, and uh, you know, it's something that the great teams are able to do. And you know, I really feel like we've been able to do that this year. Uh, there's still another level that we can that we can reach, but uh, you know, we're just going to keep going better and better. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Last couple of games, you've been really aggressive defensively and trying to block shots and kind of be all over the court in terms of getting, you know, contesting. Last couple of games. Okay, yeah, <laughs> maybe more than that. But um, it, it, how how have you kind of made a more uh, constant, I guess, yeah, uh, idea to to try to be more aggressive on the defensive end? I just try to be, uh, you know, the best I can be defensively, and I know that 
the team needs me to to be there for my teammates and to be there to you know to to be, to protect the basket and to to guard on the switches too and and make sure the guys don't get layups and not able to score. So it's really you know about picking my moments, you know, know when not to contest when it's a bad shot and, and make sure we get the rebound and, and know when to challenge the shot and either change the shot or, or get the block. ESPN. Hey, Rudy, how, how much of what you guys are doing right now is because of what happened in the bubble and kind of the, the lingering thought you guys had leaving there on what you guys left on the table in that Denver series? I think it was a great learning experience for us. You know, it definitely made us made us grow as a team. You know, I think every every struggle, you know, every tough moment uh, in life in general, you know, really helps you grow. And uh, I think we really uh, embraced that. And you know, we really came back. We really felt I really felt like we came back this year with a with a purpose. And you know, obviously, like I said, like I've been saying, you know, there's still a a much higher level that we can that we can reach you know we still a lot of ways that we can get better and better but um you know i really feel like we have a, a chip on our shoulder and we need that if you want to do what we trying to do this year what what are what, what are those ways that you think you guys can get better when you have the best record in the league and have won 16 out of 17 I mean, there's a lot of ways, you know, I think individually, uh, me, for example, I can, I can, you know, be a lot better. Uh, I can make more free throws, you know, all, all, kind of, all details, you know, but things that are going to really matter down the stretch, uh, our execution as a team, you know, I think uh, the last few weeks we've been better and better, but, you know, there's still some stretches when, you know, we can uh, not be at our best and, you know, the best teams are able to cut those, those stretches very short and, and you know, and, uh, and stay locked in, you know, even more. So it's, you know, a lot of ways we can still, still get better, but, uh, you know, we all have that mindset, you know, we, we're not satisfied and, and, uh, and we know that uh, we, are, we have a long, tough road ahead, but it's exciting. Mark Medina, USA Today. Hey, Rudy, along those lines, you guys get a pretty good win tonight against Boston. You know, your schedule coming up is against other marquee teams. What do you think these stretch of games uh, can reveal about you guys? I think it's one game at a time. You know, uh, most of those teams, we already played them beside the Sixers in Miami. So it's really, you know, uh, on us, keep getting better. Uh, you know, keep doing what we do and uh, you know, it's one game at a time. It's a, it's a long season, and uh, we're just going to keep getting better and better. Maxime, the free agent out of France. You muted. Sorry, sorry, you hear me? So, uh, how do you increase your your free throw? Efficiency with your with the, with the the move. We have the same accent. Yes. Uh, just work. You know. I think uh, for me, it's all about just shooting the ball. Uh, you know, when I'm when I'm in the gym, I'm shooting really really well. So it's all about you know, not even think about it. Just shoot the ball, make the shot, and uh, and I know that uh, I'm gonna make them. So it's uh, you know, it's been better than early in the season, and it's gonna keep getting better. Thank you. Kyle Campbell, Utah Jazz. 
Hey, Rudy. Um, not sure she's been here before this season, but Mama Gobert was in the building tonight um, and she was very, very hype. Uh, considering that, you know, this is one of the only arenas that has fans. How does it feel to be able to, you know, play in front of her and have her back in the arena cheering you on? I mean, it's a, it's a blessing, you know, to be able to, first of all, play in front of fans, uh, but also be able to, you know, have my family or, you know, or people that, that I really love, uh, be able to watch me live. So, you know, obviously we wish that fans come back in every arena soon, but um, not just a blessing. You know, it's uh, it's just great. You know, I had to make sure that, you know, we got the win because she she was watching the games from home for, you know, during the whole winning streak at all. So I didn't want us to lose the first time she was coming. So that was a important win for me. That was Rudy Gobert, 18 points, 12 rebounds. He did it on eight of nine shooting, two of three from the line. He had three assists and three block shots. And Rudy was an absolute difference maker, had the highest plus minus on the team last night at plus 23. Let's now hear from Joe Ingles. All right, we'll get started with Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Joe, it seemed like um, with Mike out tonight, you were kind of taking it upon yourself to to pick your spots and be a little more aggressive maybe than you have been other times. What were you what were you seeing out there tonight? And, and was it kind of a conscious decision on your part or just kind of taking what they gave you? Um, yeah, I mean, I think anytime someone's out, and obviously Mike's a a pretty important part of our, our group. Um, we've always had that same kind of next man up mentality. And we've, we, we all know it's, it's not just on one guy to, to go out there. It's, we're not relying on, on Donovan to, to make up for Mike or whoever's out at the time. And, um, obviously with, with Mike being out in that specific situation, I know I'm going to have the ball in my hands a bit more at, at times, uh, with that second unit. And, um, honestly, I was, trying to get Jay-Z going for most of it. I was trying to trying to figure out things that I could kind of get him an easy look and um glad we, we did in that third quarter, found some some good stuff for him. But um yeah, I think like you said, just kind of give them what they take. I mean, obviously know there's gonna be times that I'll have the ball more um in different scenarios and, and the way they're playing and um yeah, just try and take advantage of them when I when I'm out there and when I get them. Joe, how aware are you um, for the foul situation? You know, they were really close to being in the penalty early in the fourth quarter, and it seemed like you guys were attacking a lot more to try to get it there. So I'm just wondering how aware you are and what the situation was. I thought you meant when I was failing, giving him free throws, but that's a much better question. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I think in, in two or three of the quarters, they were in foul trouble pretty early. I think it's second, we was like six and a half minutes. We looked up and, and they were in, we were in the bonus. So, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, it's not necessarily, we're, we're not going out there trying to get, that's not our kind of first priority, I guess, trying to just get their fouls. But when you see eight, seven, six minutes and they've got three or four, you, you know, if you can, obviously keep attacking and um, it's nice to shoot free throws for six minutes in a quarter if we, if we can get there. But um, I think it's more of, I mean, coach doesn't come in and, and 
rail us up about trying to trying to get to the line, but just just attacking and playing the way we play. And um, obviously, we're trying to get the rim and we're trying to get threes. And and the guys we've got that it can attack the rim can, can draw fouls as well. So um, once we know we're in the bonus, I think you, you change your mindset a little bit because you do want to. I mean, taking two free throws is stops the clock. Um, obviously, it's an easy possession for us to, to get a couple points and then we, we go and set our defense. So, um, yeah, once once you're in the bonus, you, you, I don't think you well, – we're still going to – I think we'll probably still take a three over getting fouled. But, um, yeah, just that, that con- conscious effort when you know they're in foul trouble to, to be aggressive and, and get in the pain. And if you've got the opportunity to, to draw one, draw it, and, um, and we'll take the free throws. Chris and Kenny, Joss TV. Through these 25 games, what have you learned the most? Um, having three kids is awesome. Um, <laughs> my 12 week old son is amazing. Um, no, I've just been a, I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, we're obviously a very, very similar team to what we were last year. And you obviously throw Fave back in the mix and um, just that con- continuity of, of having the same guys and, and obviously. We're not playing too different a style, obviously mixing up kind of our percentage of shots and, and where we want to take them in, in terms of threes in the rim. And um, I, mean, I, I said it last time, it's just a really fun group to play with. Uh, I think we, this year compared to other years I've been here, we've been able to win in different ways. Um, we haven't just won because we've shot the ball well every game. We've, we've won on the defensive end. We've we've won with, with different styles, different guys. Um it's just a, yeah, I mean, it makes it so much fun and, and off court, on court, practice, the plane, wherever we are, it's a, it's a real, we've got, we've got a great bunch of guys. So um, I think we'll keep learning along the way, different ways to win, different things that work for us. I think as a group, we, every couple of games or every game, you figure out something that, something that JC likes or something that we can get an easy shot for Boyan or whatever it is. And I think, with with the IQ of our our team, um, you, you throw that in there with how smart our coaching staff is. It's a it's a pretty fun mix. Uh, um, obviously, we we enjoy it. Like I said, we have fun, but we we've got a, a way longer term goal in mind, which which keeps us pretty focused. And um, Donovan just said it then. It's like just don't be satisfied. We've got a obviously we got a couple of days, which will be nice now, but we'll. Um, get some recovery tomorrow, start uh, the, the scout and get and get ready for the next one. Last question, Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Joe, do you think teams guard Donovan differently this year compared to maybe last year or the year before that? Or is it is he just kind of taking advantage of maybe, you know, like defense is collapsing in or focusing in on him to get you guys some open threes a little bit more? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, he's unselfish as hell. So that, that makes it very, very easy to – we don't have a guy that's getting double teamed or, or whatever or blitzed and he's trying to beat it every time or, or he's trying to shoot over the top of it or whatever it is. He's very comfortable getting off the ball um, and letting us create for him. Um, I've said it before and there's been so many times he's he's told, like, Mike, go get it, Joe, go get it, like bring it up or, or run this or whatever it is. So – um, I mean, through what is what twenty five games, I think he's seen damn near every coverage you could probably throw at him. Um, we, they've switched with him, they've blitzed him. And like I said, being um, as smart as he is as a player, um, being able to read the game, and and then obviously the unselfishness is is something that um, kind of ties it all together for him. And then 
I mean, you throw on top of that with how, how gifted he is on the offensive end. Um, I mean, the last five minutes, then there was no question. We we're just going to give it to him and, and let him create because he, like I said, he, he he's not just looking for himself. He's looking for Rudy. He's trying to skip to, to Boyan in the corner or whatever it is. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's there's times that I think we all get kind of caught up in the you make a couple of plays, you want to do it again, you want to get the ball and make another play, you want to you want to help your team and um we've got a, a very balanced group of of sharing the load and obviously when we get down to it we we know what we want to do in crunch time. That was Joe Ingles, 24.6 assists. Joe was terrific. Joe randomly went to the line 10 times last night. He was 9 of 10 from the free throw line, filling in for Mike Conley in that starting lineup and doing a terrific job. Let's wrap things up now with Donovan Mitchell. All right, we'll get started with Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Hey, Donovan. Um, Not talking about you, so I'm going to try to get you to answer this question, but... Um, just when you when you watch the NBA growing up or before this year when you're surveying the NBA landscape, what type of player deserves to be in the MVP conversation? <laughs> oh man. Um I think you know, that? you know yeah, that was clever. I think, you know, the first and foremost, you know, I think the, the biggest thing is, you know, team play. You know, it's, it's it's an MVP award for sure, but, you know, you don't get there without a team. And we've been playing well. You know, I think for, for, for me, looking at it, it's, it's just the team, you know, on the on the best team. We, we're doing our thing. You know, we have a lot of room, room for improvement, but we're definitely doing our thing right now. Um, yeah, and just making plays, you know, not necessarily, you know, having 35, 10 and 10 is doing whatever is needed. Um, and I feel like my teammates trust me. I trust them. And I think, you know, I'm not too worried about it at the end of the day. I mean, I know what it is, you know, um, been here four years and the fans know we just don't necessarily get all the credit we deserve. And that's not just singularly on me. And I feel like we, we use that as a chip on our shoulder. Um, and I'm just very fortunate to be in this position where my teammates trust me to go make plays like that. Um, but the other stuff, if it happens, it happens. You know, I think the biggest thing is winning. Winning takes care of everything. And that's been my mindset, you know, uh, ever since I got here, winning heals everything, you know, it's the outside stuff is what it is. It's not up to me. It's going to go out there and be the best teammate, best player I can be and go from there. That was very, very great. How you worded that. Tyler. I like that. Tony Jones, the athletic. I'm going to try to do the same thing that Sarah did. Um, <laughs> how, how much of your improvement or your, your drive to improve is driven by like, yo, the only teams that win an NBA championship are teams that have top end, a top end so-called superstar. And how much of your improvement is driven, driven by that thought? I think, you know, what goes into that is the, the trust factor that I've had since I got here from my teammates and coaches, you know, and then that, that in myself, I'm always going to be confident in my abilities and what I can do. Uh, but the trust factor allows myself to be in that position. But, you know, I think the, the biggest thing is, you know, you look at, you know, these teams, there's, there's always going to be chatter of, you know, who's the top dog, this, this, and the fifth or whatever. But at the end of the day, for me, like I said, winning heals everything. I'm going to go out there and make the, the plays that are necessary, whether it's scoring, some days it's passing. They may 
be games where I go 0 for 10, 0 for 10, 0 for 15, but it's by by any means necessary. It's pretty much the the motto that I that I have. I think for me, just finding ways to to win the game. Um, and like I said, everything else will kind of take care of itself. The biggest thing is I told you at the beginning of the year, like we we got bounced out the first round two years in a row. Like you know, we got to get to we got to get past that. That's 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 it. And then from there, we continue to push our goals. Our mind is stuck on the championship. You know, we're not here to to kind of say let's just be in first and kind of get the accolades that come with that. We're trying to win the whole thing. Um, and that's been the mindset of this team and this group. And you see it with our play. You see it with our grit and our determination. And um, everybody's reaping the benefits of it. And that's, that's truly what it's about. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Don. So we were talking to Joe, and, and he said that between your simply pure offensive talent and your unselfishness, there's no question that they were just giving you the ball for the last five minutes and letting you either do, letting you do your thing, whether it's scoring or, or setting other guys up. When you're in a stretch like that, do you feel like a tangible difference? Like, do you recognize that like you're playing at a, at a higher efficiency than, than you normally are? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing, first off, you know, like I said, it just goes back to having teammates that trust you in those moments. You know, I, like I said, I know I'm capable of, and, you know, if, if any any player would tell you they want the ball in their hands every possession, you know, but at the end of the day, when it, when it, when it's, when it comes down to it, I understand the plays I got to make, you know, I'm finding guys and it's not always necessarily score. You know, tonight it was, tonight it was scoring, you know, the, there's a possession where I drive and kick it to Joe. It's all about trust, the trust factor. That's, that's really all it is. And my teammates have made it easier on me to be able to go out there and just do what I do. And like I said, you know, the two passes to Rudy, you know, now, y'all know last year, year before that, and year before that, I probably don't throw that pass, you know? So like, that's the progression that I'm seeing in myself that my teammates are seeing in me and just being able to, like I said, to trust it. That's all it is. Just trust it and everything will, will, will go. And it may not always go right, but, you know, continuing to find ways to, to just make the right basketball play, you know, in the late game, I, I definitely want the ball in my hands. I think my teammates do as well. I'm just trying to make the right basketball play. You know, everybody looks at me and is like, Oh, yes, to, to score. It's not always the case. You know, tonight was a night where I had to, but just making the right play, you know, uh, to the right guys, finding guys and doing whatever it is it takes to win. Chris and Kenny, Jazz TV. Tom, this is more just about the team overall. You guys are able to adjust much quicker now to whatever defenses throw at you. Can you take me through that process? Uh, what is the difference that you're seeing now with this group? The attention to detail. You know, I think you, 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 you've seen it in, in recent years. Like we, we kind of get stagnant when they start switching. Now it's finding ways to attack. And it's not necessarily attacking the score. You know, it's not necessarily driving to say, all right, I got an ISO. Now I got to go score. You know, it gets tiring after a while, believe me. So at the end of the day, it's driving to make a play, you know, driving to create an advantage. And I think we, we, we all see that. And we have guys that can create, you know, from all different ways, running big, Rudy, the bigs, not necessarily setting the screen, getting under, uh, getting under the guy, which is, Caused the defense to help on the backside. Now we got our threes. Now we're in closeout situations. Um, that's been the biggest thing for us, our contention to detail, because there are times if we're not focused, you know, we're bringing the ball out slow, waiting, and it's possession after possession after possession to do that, you know, and it gets tired after a while. It, it gets tough to score and win that way. So for us to do what we want to do, we got to continue to play through the switches, play through different coverages, and we did a good job of that tonight. John Kuhn, AP. Donovan, you you look at the team as a whole, you had four different players that had at least four assists tonight. Um, 
from from your perspective, what's led to just that efficiency on offense that you guys are able to to make the right plays at the right times? It's really, it's really just, you know, the unselfishness of his team. We've had it ever since I got here. And even before that, you know, we get excited when we um, make that extra pass. I think that's what we feed off with that hockey assist, you know, and I know it's necessarily saying, Oh, I want, I want to pass it to this guy so he can, he can shoot. I think that the pass to the pass driving that close out, nine extra pass like that, we feed off that. And I think that's something that's special about this group. Cause it's not always the case around the league. And I think that's why you see the numbers that we have. And there are times where we get mad at each other for not shooting the ball you know and I think that's a good problem to have as opposed to the other way around um, so I think that's that's really where we got, got where we're at and continuing to do that continue to create those advantages and that's what gets us going Tim Bond temps ESPN Donovan you talked before about uh, the motivation to get out of the first round after the last couple of years and I was curious how much of this run you guys are on to start the season the way you guys are playing you yourself are playing is any bit of a carryover from the way things ended in the bubble and kind of the what you had to go into the offseason thinking about. I think I think, you know, the biggest thing that went into was just our, our motivation over the summer or whatever you want to call it, the fall, the off season. You know, I think guys coming in like I, I look at Royce, people don't people don't know Royce because uh, we don't play on TV, but like you look at Royce the past, like he came in the best shape of his career this year. You know, the determination in that sense, you know, you see the product on the floor, but I think it's the biggest things you see up the floor. You know, we him and I went to Miami, worked out for for three or four weeks straight. You know, the work that I, I watched him do, I I haven't seen that in his four years not to say he doesn't work hard but he's, he's on another level you look at Joe Joe's been talking trash the whole day like the whole offseason about how he's coming back ready ready to go you know and I think that that right there stood out to me in, in general um, you know obviously having Faith back JC's playing at a high level Rudy's playing at a great level Mike's comfortable Boyan's back you know, we I think that's where we, we saw the difference. You know, we saw the, the work ethic just take another leap. And then you get onto the court, and now it's attention to detail, you know, because you can work hard and, and not think, and now you, you're starting to make the same mistakes. So now it's the attention to detail that we're doing, that we're having. And I think that's something that really shows how mature we've gotten in that time. But now it's only been 25 games. You know, we got plenty more left, you know, and this is a great start. But at the end of the day, we'd rather have a, be there at the end as opposed to starting out great. So... Mark Medina, USA Today. Hey, Donovan, building off of those kind of big picture themes you talked about, what what are how are you viewing the, these upcoming stretch of games against other marquee teams, and to what extent do you attach any significance to it? To them, uh, I think the biggest thing is just one focusing on what we do. You know, I think we've we've had this is the first game of a, of, a, of a big stretch we got coming up. We just got to continue to focus in on the little details. I'm gonna play the you know the former the MVP coming into town. We got um, who after that Miami. You know they made it to the finals. We got teams that have deep playoff experience, high level players, and we just got to go out there and do what we do. You know, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it comes down to what we do and how we hone in on our little details. And, you know, we're not going to put too much emphasis on it. You know, it's it's not like, you know, we're saying this is a make or break, make or break stretch for us, but we just got to go in there and continue to play the way we've been playing, share the ball, move the ball, defend at a high level and everything to take care of itself. Cause we're not, we're not playing to be ready. Uh, and by February, we're planning to be ready in, in, in June, March, April, May, June, July, whatever. Um, like that's that's when we want to have our best product. And these are good tests for us. And I think that's going to be our biggest thing, just passing each test, you know, passing each test one by one, just to see where we're at and see where we can build on things that we need to improve on. 
Donovan Mitchell, 36 points, 9 assists, 4 rebounds. He was 12 of 23 shooting, 6 of 13 from 3, 6 of 7 at the line. And boy, uh, last two games on TNT has Donovan sure been good. Again, 36 points from Donovan last night. Absolutely phenomenal. The Jazz now have a couple of days off. They're back at it on Friday night. They'll take on the Milwaukee Bucks here at Vivint Arena. Tip-off will be at 7 o'clock. Pre-game will be at 6. There's the best of the post-game show. The longest best of the post-game show I think I've ever seen. That is a record setter right there. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, what is trending? All the headlines are coming up. Stay with us.